Welcome back to our first full-length episode of The Coach's Corner. I'm your host, Peter Sachuk, UHY's Career Development and Training Manager. As we close the door on 2020 and open the door to 2021, it's time to start thinking about your goals for the upcoming year. Whether your goals are personal, professional, or a combination of both, the start of a new year is a great opportunity to determine what you will accomplish over the next 12 months. In this episode, we'll talk about the importance of goal setting, how to set goals that are specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-bound, aka SMART goals, and what to do if you fall behind. Let's get into it. So when I think of goal setting, I think it first starts with understanding why do we set goals in the first place? And really, there's three particular reasons why we do so. The first is that it gives us something to try and achieve. Whenever something is put in front of us as human beings, we want to do everything we can to hit that end goal. The second reason is that it helps provide a challenge. There may be times in your career where you feel uninspired or lacking the motivation to start a new project, start a new task, start a new whatever it might be. Giving yourself a challenge to try and hit might help give you that impetus or that catalyst to get going. And third, it creates a sense of accountability. There's nothing more powerful than this sense of accountability. You may have had it in your life where somebody was your accountability buddy to get you to go to the gym or to get you to cook healthy meals, whatever they might be. That accountability between yourself and another person is so powerful. And by setting goals, creating that accountability, there's a higher likelihood that you're going to achieve them. Then it begs the question, why does goal setting often fail? And I also think this is because of three particular reasons. The first is that we lack the clarity or specificity around what we're trying to achieve. I talk about it in the smart goal setting class that there's, you know, three very common goals that we set in our lives, whether that is to lose more weight, save more money or earn a promotion. When you think about those three statements in isolation, there is nothing specific about them. You want to lose weight. okay? how much weight do you want to lose? You want to save more. okay? what are you saving for? How much are you going to save? I want to earn a promotion. Great. What is the promotion? What steps are you going to take to get there? The second reason goal setting fails is that there's really no defined start or end date. If you think about those three previous examples of losing weight, saving more, or earning a promotion, when are we going to start doing this? What are we going to start trying to hit this goal? When will we know we've reached its completion? If we don't have a designated start date or end date, we're likely to fail on our pursuit of that goal. And then third and probably most important, in my opinion, is that there's really no quantifiable amount or result. Again, using those same three examples we talked about, whether it's losing weight, saving more money or earning the promotion, there really is nothing saying I'm going to lose X pounds. I'm going to save X amount of dollars or I'm going to earn X promotion. If we don't have anything specific, if we don't have a defined start or end date, or if we don't know exactly how much we're trying to hit, we are likely to fail in our pursuits. But there is some good news. By properly goal setting, we can accomplish three key things. The first thing is time. When we properly goal set, we know exactly where and how long to spend our time on activities that will help us achieve that goal. The second is resources. When we properly identify the resources necessary to achieve our goal, whether those are peers, managers, significant others, etc., there is a higher likelihood that that goal will be accomplished. And then most importantly, it's energy. 
When we know how much energy is required to achieve our goals and we can break it down into smaller, bite-sized chunks, a goal such as losing weight when properly set or properly modified will have a much higher success rate than in its initial form. Now, when you do your research about setting goals or you type those few keywords into Google, there's going to be several different methodologies that come up. They could take the form of OKR. They could take the form of SMART. They could take many other forms that I probably haven't even found yet in my own research. But the one that I feel is the most effective and most powerful is the SMART method of goal setting. And as with anything, you're going to find many different interpretations of SMART goal setting. But the one that I like to focus on and the one that I like to use in class is this idea of goals being specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-bound. What I'd like to do now is take each one of those letters and break it down just a little bit further using one of the examples we talked about in the importance of goal setting. We'll use the losing weight, for example, so you can see how we can take a very broad, unspecific goal and turn it into something that has a higher likelihood of being achieved. So the first letter in SMART goal setting is going to be specific. When we're trying to write a specific goal, we want to identify what exactly we're trying to achieve. As you heard in the first section, our goals shouldn't be too broad, nor should they be too narrow, because when your goals are too narrow, they almost don't feel like a goal at all. Something as simple as, hey, I'm going to brush my teeth today. Well, that's not something you can really set a goal to. That's something like a task that's easily accomplishable. When your goals are too broad, you're going to be putting in all this time, effort, and energy, and you, you won't feel like you're getting anywhere. So you want to try and find that happy balance in the middle. And one thing I recommend is as you're trying to write your goal or rephrase your goal, try answering these five W questions. What do I want to accomplish? Why is this goal important? Who is involved? Where is it located? And which resources or limits are involved? Once you have your answers to those questions, you'll be able to write a more succinct, specific goal to ensure you complete it. Let's take the I want to lose weight goal from earlier as an example. If we look at the five W questions, what do I want to accomplish? Okay, we know we want to lose weight. Why is this goal important? Not really sure. Who was involved? Well, you, in this case. Where is it located? We don't really know. Doesn't say. And then which resources or limits are involved? We don't really know that either. So in its current form, this goal isn't that specific. Perhaps we take another look at that goal and we rewrite it like this. I want to lose 10 pounds to improve my overall health and well-being through proper dieting at home and exercise at my local gym. Fantastic. All five of those W questions are answered and our goal has more specificity to it. Some additional questions you can ask yourself to determine if your goal is specific. Is the goal easy to understand? If you have to write a long-winded email or long-winded paragraph to explain what your goal is, it's probably not as specific as it could be. Does it specify desired results? If nowhere in your goal you say exactly what you're trying to accomplish, there's a higher likelihood that you will not achieve it. And finally, does it use concrete action verbs? Define, explain, construct, gain, earn. When you phrase it that way, instead of using broad, unspecific language, you're better able to explain, okay, here's exactly what I'm going to be able to do, or here's exactly what I'm going to be able to achieve at the end of this journey. Next, we'll move on to the M in SMART, which stands for measurable. Measurable goals provide some evidence of progress. We'll use our previous example again, the losing weight. 
how do we know truly what is progress? Conversely, if we use the well-written example about losing 10 pounds, we know that any weight we lose is contributing to that 10-pound goal. As you probably guessed, measurable goals also establish some sort of criteria or metric. Whether it's something in your personal life or in your professional life, there's always something you can establish as a criteria to guide your efforts. In our weight loss goal, we could use the number of pounds lost in a week to gauge our progress. Once you establish this metric or criteria, you'll be better able to assess whether you're on or off track. If you find you're on track, hey, I'm well ahead of my weight loss goal. That's something that could be celebrated. If you find that you're off track, ask yourself what you can do to get back on track before your next check-in. The third letter in SMART goal setting is attainable, and this really varies from person to person because attainable goals first measure the time, effort, and cost required to achieve a particular goal. So for our weight loss goal, we could have possible time, effort, and cost requirements as, hey, the time spent at the gym, the time at home cooking those healthy meals, the cost of whatever exercise equipment we decide to buy, the cost of groceries, or the effort spent exercising and cooking. But again, those are going to be different from person to person. So really take a close look at what is going to be attainable for you. When you're trying to determine those time, effort, and cost requirements, also try and identify possible restrictions to achieving your goal. So if our goal truly is to lose 10 pounds, it may not be attainable for somebody else because, hey, perhaps they have a physical limitation where they can't go to the gym and exercise. So it's going to take them much longer or they have to set a much smaller goal. You should also identify what are your measures of support. Again, if our goal is to lose weight here, maybe there's a friend or family member who wants to lose weight as well. So maybe they could go to the gym with us or they could help us cook those healthy meals. Use whatever available support system you have. Some other questions you can ask yourself to determine if your goal is attainable. Is attaining this goal realistic? Is this something that you can accomplish given the constraints or the specifics that you've set out? Is this within your control or influence? Whether that's going to be, hey, the firm has to hit 110% for us to get the maximum amount of bonus. Well, you can't control how the firm hits that 110%. You can only control, hey, I need to hit maybe 110, 115% of my goal to ensure that I get the maximum bonus. That's what you can focus on. That's where you should channel your energy. Does your goal include action steps? Do you specifically spell out what actions you're going to take to accomplish your goal? If you don't, then there's no way your goal is attainable. Like the attainable part of goal setting, relevant is another element of SMART that varies from person to person. What may be relevant to you may not always be relevant to the person next to you. So for example, in our weight loss goal, if your plan is to go to the gym and do some strenuous weightlifting, pump pump those muscles, pump that iron, somebody else might prefer to go to the gym and run 30 minutes to an hour at a time. You need to align your goal to your interest or your abilities. Not only should you align your goal to your interests or your abilities, you should also align it to your personal or professional values. So if physical health is something that is valuable to you and you want to pursue this weight loss goal, then hey, there's a good match there. But if you're trying to pursue something along your mental health, weight loss may not be the perfect alignment there. So it's always important to ensure that there is alignment between your personal and your professional values and the goals that you set. You also want to take into consideration timing. While a weight loss goal may be appropriately timed for you, it may not be the best time for somebody else because maybe they got stuff going on. Maybe they have commitments outside of work that would take them away from the things that they're going to do that would help them achieve this goal. 
A couple other questions you can ask yourself to determine if your goal is relevant. Is the goal aligned with your needs? This is more on a personal level, but this can also be for professionals saying, hey, I'm trying to achieve this position in my career. What do I need to complete to get there? Is the goal aligned with the needs of your team? And then last but not least, the organizations. Then the other question I recommend asking yourself, is it the right time to complete this goal? We talked about timing. So again, while it may not be right for you now, doesn't mean it won't be right for you later. And speaking of time, the last element of SMART is time-bound. When we talk about time-bound goals, we need to establish a deadline. Whenever we don't establish a deadline, there's a high likelihood that that goal is not going to get accomplished, no matter how much effort you put into it. We also want to establish a start and end date. When you have a start and end date, it does two key things. Number one, it allows you to calculate the time until you reach your deadline. Number two is it allows you to establish check-in points to assess your progress. And once you have your start and end dates, those help you establish milestones along the way. So for our weight loss goal, we say, hey, I want to lose 10 pounds in the next three months. Okay, well, an obvious milestone might be how much weight did I lose the first month? How much weight did I lose the second month? And so on. When you're doing your own research on SMART goal setting, you might also come across the acronym SMARTER, which is the SMART goal setting method plus two other key letters, which are evaluate and readjust. You're on a plane from Los Angeles to New York. During your flight, while you're snoozing, while you're listening to this podcast, catching up, or reading a book, your pilots are constantly evaluating their progress and readjusting their flight path to ensure they reach your destination of New York safely. When we constantly assess our progress when it comes to goal setting, we truly know how close or far we are from achieving that goal. So when you're setting your SMART goals, it's important that you set up some method of evaluation system that you can use along your journey. Use this to record that progress. This could be the monthly weigh-ins that you set for yourself, the daily food logs of what you're eating, your water intake, the exercises you performed at the gym, how long you ran for, you took a walk with the dog, whatever it might be. Using this evaluation system and recording that progress when done on a regular cadence will again ensure that you are on track to your completing your goal. So if you evaluate and you figure, okay, I feel like I'm a little off track. The first thing you can do is ask yourself some questions as to why it might be occurring. So if you think back to the weight loss example and we realize I've actually gained more weight than I have lost. Well, a couple questions you can ask yourself in this case. What am I eating? What am I exercising? How many hours am I devoted to cooking those healthy meals? Now, your questions are obviously going to differ, but you can see the impact of those questions. They're open-ended. They require a response. And hopefully the response to those questions will help us readjust where we need to go. And to readjust, the first thing we recommend is to test new strategies. For example, with weight loss, if we find that going to the gym is too time intensive, perhaps there are some workouts we can do around the house. By doing that, you're testing new strategies, you're trying to accomplish your goal in different ways while maintaining focus on the original goal. And then last but not least, if you're testing new strategies and, hey, maybe you hadn't had somebody involved before, now's the perfect time to get them involved. Again, accountability breeds success here. Whether that is your significant other, your direct manager, your group leader, whomever it might be, there's a higher likelihood that goal will be accomplished. When it comes to setting goals, it is important to properly set goals so we know exactly where and how long to spend our time on activities that will help us achieve a goal. 
We can effectively use those resources around us, whether those are peers, managers, significant others, etc. And then we also know how much energy is required to achieve those goals and can break it down into smaller, more bite-sized chunks. Remember the SMART goal setting method, specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-bound. Everything we talked about today will ensure that your goal is accomplished on time and potentially even over what you originally set as progress. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Coach's Corner. If you'd like to learn more about goal setting, be sure to sign up for one of the special January sessions of Smart Goal Setting, where we'll take you through what you've heard today and put it into practice. You can sign up through the talent development section of the HR page on The Point. Stay tuned for our next episode on workplace burnout, which should hit your devices mid-January. Until next time.